0: Welcome to Dow of Inbound. I am Ian Garlic, CEO of Authentic Web. And if you've been listening to Dow of Inbound, you know we've been talking not only about inbound marketing, which our next, next guest uses now, um, but we talk about mindset a lot. And we also talk about making a change in the world. And while everyone that we've had on Is actually doing it. There's a lot of people out there that'll tell you what to do, but haven't walked the walk, haven't talked the talk. You know, they talk the talk and haven't walked the walk. Our next guest has eight companies, has retired twice and come out of retirement. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about his background. But if you're going to gain knowledge from anyone, this is the guy. He's going to talk to you about significance too and the importance of significance because success, while money is very important because it keeps the world turning, significance will, if once you become successful monetarily, significance will be very important. And he has a lot of great tidbits. I think this is one of those episodes that you could put on and bookmark as one of your favorites. And listen to over and over again for inspiration. And, and you know, in the middle of it, you'll find this inspirational story about the second time coming out of business and the second time he retired. And what happened, it's it's crazy. I don't know if I would be able to come back from something like that. Um, but without further ado, our next special guest. Well, today on my show, I've got an awesome guest uh, you know, we get a lot of people with some experience, but rarely do you get someone that has eight companies, has been retired, came out of retirement, married 35 years, and is running a highly selective, highly influential mastermind with some of the top minds, not only in marketing and business, but in, in finance and pretty much every other aspect of being successful. What I really appreci- appreciate about this guest today is that not only is he talking about being successful, but you know, the mantra of the dial of inbound and my mantra is you have to influence the world. And, and our guest today talks about success with significance. And if you want to really learn about it, get to his website, viewfromthetop.com and look into the community. I'm pleased to have today Aaron Walker. I hope I pronounced it right because everyone mispronounces my name, Aaron. Aaron, thanks for being on the show. Hey, Ian. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Uh, It's so awesome to have you on here um, because not only have you done great things, you know, you get a lot of people out there that say, oh, if you do this, you do this you can be great. Not only have you done great things and been successful in business and obviously life, have you been married 35 years?
1: Yeah, man. 36 years coming up. I'm pretty pumped. We got married two weeks out of high school. I,
0: oh we've been married. God. I've been married three quarters of my life. <laughs> so we're going to have to talk about the secret to that success for a second. But, uh, you know, I can tell you, <laughs> I can tell you what that is. You say, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that is awesome. Awesome. And Aaron, tell me a, a little bit about why you, I mean, obviously you, you've been a partner in a, award-winning construction company. You've sold a company to a Fortune 500 company. You've done pretty much everything everyone wants to. And it'd be simple to just just sit back and go, you know what, I've done it all. Let me go. I know you like to hunt and fish and play golf. Let me just go do those things. Why did you come out of retirement?
1: Because oh, I tried to hunt and fish and play golf, and that gets pretty boring pretty quick. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'll give you a little backstory and just uh, to kind of bring the audience up to speed. I started working really early at 13, fell in love with the pawn shop business at 15, went to summer school, and night school for about 18 months, had enough credits at the beginning of my junior year in high school to graduate started working full-time, met a couple of guys that had a lot of money. I didn't have any money. I come from a really, really humble background. My dad never made over $15,000 a year in his life. You know, he was in construction. He was an honorable man, high character, a lot of moral values. But he just didn't know how to make money. He was just a bad businessman. And so I saw an opportunity, and I took advantage of it and went into business for myself. At 18 years old, we opened our first pawn shop. It was very successful. Three years later, my second. Uh, when I was 25, my third. 26, my fourth. And then at 27, a Fortune 500 company approached me, made an offer I couldn't refuse. And I sold out. And I'm like, man, this was cool. It took nine years, you know, to go from nothing to being able to retire. I tried that golf and fishing, you know, and that lasted <laughs> about 18 months. And uh, I was getting in the bed in the middle of the day, Literally. And my wife woke me up one day and she said, man, listen, you're wasting your life. You got to do something. I gained 50 pounds in 18 months because I was bored. I was depressed. And she said, why don't you do something? I said, I got to do something because I'm really, really bored. So I went back, started a partnership with a guy I'd started with when I was 13 years old. We built a real successful store over the next 10 years. And then I... August 1st, 2001, my life changed forever. I was headed to work, things were good, and a pedestrian didn't look my way, and I ran over him, and it killed him. And uh, it was like watching a slow motion video. It was like, I can't believe this is happening to me. So I decided to take a break. Robin and I, we sold our businesses. We uh, retired, in essence, 40 years old. And we took five years off and, uh, we traveled. We built another house. I had to get my legs back under me. You don't get over that. You know, God gives you the grace to deal with it. And that's what he did for me. And so Robin came to me again. You know, she said, you're getting fat and lazy again. It's time to go back to work and went in the construction industry and we grew, uh, very successful high end residents and. Small commercial uh, construction company and we were number one three consecutive years here in middle Tennessee. Then when I turned fifty I retired I said I'm done I'm hanging it up for good and uh, Dave Ramsey's a good friend of mine and Dan Miller we've been in mastermind groups you know for a couple of decades together and they said man you can't sit on the front porch and rock yourself to sleep So they said start coaching and I said, I'm not coaching anybody I'm done man I'm hanging it up. I've been working since I was thirteen I'm finished. And Dave Ramsey said, Hey, I'll, uh, I'll gift you Entree Leadership Mastery Series if you'll come and do it. And I said, Well, that's pretty cool. That's a $10,000 present. Sign me up. So I went and I, I absolutely fell in love with the process. Then Dan Miller invited me to innovate and I went to it. And, uh, he texted me that night on the way home and he said, Man, did you see those guys leaning in, listening to your stories? And I said, well, I did, you know, quite honestly. And he said, Avery, you've got 35 years of marriage and you've had eight successful companies. You have got to coach these other guys. And so I said, okay, I'll give it a whirl. Well, I did. And now we have three mastermind groups, the community. I've got national and international clients. And I'm, I'm enjoying myself more now than I've ever enjoyed myself in every career I've ever been in. So that's kind of a 37-year journey, man, in about three minutes.
0: Wow that that's an incredible story that I, lo- I mean it's powerful obviously you know the tragedy but coming up from it and you know one thing i heard too is just getting in and out of the cycles because everyone looks at success and i think from the outside and looks at it as a straight path up look, doesn't ha- it doesn't it, happen that way it doesn't <laughs> no man it does um what would you say is the number one thing that you think people, uh, business people, business men, women, uh, getting started should keep in their mindset? What's the mindset that they should keep?
1: Well, mindset is everything, first of all. Let me just say that right out of the gate. Uh, Carol Dweck wrote a great book called Mindset, and uh, it's either you have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset, and I would say, first of all, you've got to get into a growth mindset is the first thing. And uh, the second thing is the people that you surround yourself with is vital. Uh, building relationships intentionally is paramount. And customer service to the next level is absolutely is what's been the key to our success. So those are just a few fundamentals that you need to uh, bear in mind. The other thing that I tell people, fear holds everybody back. They're afraid of something and a little mantra I've adopted over the years is fear missing an opportunity more than you fear failure. And when you get that mindset, you're able to let go of the things that hold you back because you're afraid. And so that's kind of a mantra that I've lived my life by.
0: And that, that's an awesome mantra, too. And, and, and I'm sure you're familiar with Jim Collins' books. Uh, good to great. Uh, yeah, yeah, good, awesome. d- good degree. And, you know, that... I don't know if it's in good to great or great by choice, but it's the fear that the, the constructive paranoia and that yes. that's the one of the traits that he found in every great leader. And I think that's an important one, you know, it, and it's amazing. You know, once you shift to that, I can hear it in people's voices. You know, which fear do they have? And, uh, how do you, how do you feel people can shift to that mindset?
1: Well, it's uh you have to be deliberate. You just don't do that accidentally, you know, because just human nature alone lends itself to fear. And I think it takes an inordinate amount of practice in order to get in that mindset. And I think it's uh, really important what we read, what we watch. You know, a friend of mine challenged me 10 years ago to stop watching the news. He said, man, that's just garbage in and you can't be... Uh, at top of your game, you know, just watching the same, it's just a different, you know, venue every night, but it's the same stuff. The news that I want to read, I'm able to get on and select it, you know, on the internet. I said, if it's that important, some of my buddies will tell me about it. And also your schedule, your regiment, and what you go through. I'm a big proponent of listening to TED Talks, great podcasts like yours, reading, you know, I'll read an hour and a half, two hours a day, and I've been doing that for a long, long time. So I think it's just really, really important that you intentionally set your goals and sights on uh, building personal uh, development. And you do that intentionally.
0: Yeah, and it is. It, what would you say? It, you know what? Let's step back even go. You were talking about having a routine. Do you have that scheduled in? Because I'm always a fan of routines, but then being an entrepreneur, it's it's tough to have a routine. I travel a lot and I know a lot of my uh, peers do. How do you get that, all that into your routine? Do you have it scheduled out or just try and fit it in whenever possible?
1: No, I
0: I put the big rocks
1: in first, you know, and that way, if, if you don't schedule your time, somebody else is going to schedule it for you. And there are just some absolutes with me. You know, it's just, the deal I'll miss the matter of fact, there's an opportunity to be on a really cool podcast and this guy records at night and he records on weekends. And I said, Hey, I know I'm being difficult and I don't mean to be, but I've set boundaries and I don't work on weekends and I don't work at night because I have grandchildren and I've got a wife for 35 years. That's why I've had her 35 years is I set these boundaries and I may just have to miss the opportunity. And, uh, so I think you've got to put the big rocks in first. My morning um, routine is non-negotiable, you know, the things that I do and the process that I go through by which to do it. And a lot of people say, well, yeah, that's because you've been successful and now you can do that. And I say, no, that's why I'm successful, is because I put the big rocks in first. I look at what is priority. And, you know, we made the word priority plural, you know, in the early 1900s. It used to be a singular word, but now it's priorities you know you've got to choose what is important to you and you've got to make that a non-negotiable and when you do you build your schedule around it. like my mastermind group on Wednesdays we meet at seven thirty. well I don't schedule any appointments period if you're going to deal with me and I've been doing that for over a decade if you deal with me you're not going to deal with me from 6 to 9 30 on Wednesday mornings because it's my mastermind group you can probably count on your left hand how many meetings I've missed in a decade It's because it's that important to me. Same way with my regimen in the mornings. You know, I go through a morning time of prayer, time of listening to praise and worship. I go through a prayer list. I read the scripture because I'm a Christian and I meditate. And that's the first hour of my morning. That's just like non-negotiable. And so the other things is intentionally focusing blocks of time. I don't believe in multitasking because you you know physically can't think of two things simultaneously and so if you intentionally block off time you'll get a lot more accomplished than you would trying to do multiple tasks So, family is huge for me I have two daughters five grandchildren and uh they're they're paramount and so i think you've got to get your priorities in order and then fit the things around it that are secondary and how do you develop those priorities well, for me, you know, my faith is, number one, because I'm a Christian. The second is my wife, because we've been married 35 years now. Uh, third is my children, and then my grandchildren come behind them, and then my career. Uh, and you just have to put things in the right priority, uh, the things that really matter. Here's what I tell guys all the time, uh, is that we can be hugely successful at the office, But one day, if you're not careful, you'll come home to a household of strangers. You won't even know your mate. You won't even have been at the events for your children. And those are the things that really matter. Money is not that hard to make. It's really not. If you'll do some basic fundamentals, you can make a living, a comfortable one. But you only have one opportunity with relationships. And when you really don't take the effort and the energy to invest in those life slips by you and you discover on the other side that those were the things that really mattered so i just tell guys be really careful you know the ladder uh, when you prop it against the wall that it's on the right wall and i want guys to live a life holistic i want them to really make money because i love to make money i hate it when people have money and they say money's not important i I'm don't go you liar it is important <laughs> if it's not important do this for me for free you know they'll they'll quickly back up just don't make it priority 1 right get the things that really matter and i'll tell you something a little quick story that'll kind of uh kind of uh resonate with you hopefully when my dad died in 06 my dad was my best friend we stood at the funeral home the the uh, doors opened about 2:30 and people started lining up to come in to pay their condolences. Now, bear in mind, I've already said earlier, my dad never made over fifteen thousand dollars a year in his life, right? So possessions weren't important to him. Relationships were everything. So the line started at two thirty. I stood at the casket for six and a half hours. The line was to the parking lot for it was an hour and a half wait to get through the line for six and a half hours. And every person that came through the line said, let me tell you what your dad did for me. Let me tell you how your dad was there for me. Let me tell you how your dad encouraged me. From 10 years old to 75 years old, every person said, let me tell you what your dad meant to me. Not a single person in six and a half hours said your dad had a nice car, a nice boat, a nice house. They weren't concerned with his possessions. They were concerned with the relationship. And that's probably taught me as much in life as anything to be centrally focused on developing long-term relationships.
0: That's another fantastic story. You know, I'm glad the video is not on. I got a little tear in my eye. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, and when it comes to developing these relationships and helping people. You know, you, you run masterminds and you run coaching, and I do both. You know, I, I both coach and have coaches. I'm um, in masterminds, run masterminds, and obviously you have several. And I don't feel people understand the power of a good one until they get in one. Um, what do you think how do you th- what do you think are the qualities of a good coach and a good mastermind, and why does someone need one?
1: Well, that's a very, very broad question, but I'll try to pin it down <laughs> just a little bit. So uh, qualities of a good coach, for me personally, is someone that has experienced it. Uh, we can read books, we can hear stories, but there's nothing better to teach us than the experience. That's the reason, you know, I have just under four decades now of experience being an entrepreneur. I took a class back when I was in my mid-40s at Belmont University. You know, I didn't go to college early, so I wanted to go back and take some classes and took a finance class. So I'm in my mid-40s, and I'm sitting there, and the teacher, you know, the professor, I think they call him, uh, was drawing on the board about real estate investments. And I raised my hand, and uh, she didn't like me at all. And she said, uh, yes, Mr. Walker, what is it? And I said, that's inaccurate. Well, all the kids started laughing, and it really embarrassed the professor. And that wasn't my intention. I didn't mean to embarrass her, but It was inaccurate. And she said, Mr. Walker, would you like to explain? I said, I'll be happy to. I said, you don't mention at all about recovering depreciation. And it's a real variable when you're buying real estate. And she said, well, theoretically, you're right. And I said, no, technically, I'm right. I do this every day. (laughs) And then she hesitated. The kids were laughing. And I said, no, I don't mean to embarrass you. I mean, I'm not calling you out. And she said, well, you know what? You're, You're exactly correct. And I said, then why don't you teach these kids recovering depreciation? She said, well, it's not in the book. And I said, see, that's what's wrong with our education system. We read these books, then we get out there, and it's not applicable to everyday life. That's a real small example of what I'm talking about from a coach's perspective. You know, I had a guy call me recently, and he wanted to be a business coach. And I said, well, okay, you know I'm pretty blunt. He started laughing. He said, yeah. I said, Okay, I'm uh I'm 50, and I've owned businesses, and I want to hire you as my coach. What experience do you have? He said, well, I've never owned a business. <laughs> I said, well, why do I want to hire you to be my coach? He said, yeah, I get it. I understand. So I guess to answer your question, first of all, I think we need some experience. It depends on the degree and the level by which you're going to coach. So that is one thing. I think character is really, really important. Honesty. I think transparency, I don't know everything. I'll be the first to admit I don't know everything. And sometimes I have to say, I don't know. I'll do some research. I'll go to my peers and colleagues and I'll get you an answer and we'll get a general consensus. But I just don't know the answer to that. So I think honesty is really important. Uh, I think that you've got to have the ability to be able to tell people the truth. See, I hate it when people say, to their client this and then they go tell one of their buddies just the opposite it's like i don't want to hurt his feelings well you got to be willing to hurt some feelings uh you got and that's the reason i have subjected myself to the scrutiny of mastermind groups is because they're your trusted advisors they're non-biased and if you want a great answer ask somebody that has nothing to gain or lose by their answer and when you do that then you'll get an honest answer and so, those are just a couple of qualities that I think are important in a coach. And I could talk for hours on the value of a mastermind. It has been a game changer for me individually. That's why I haven't missed a dozen times or six times or whatever I said earlier in a ten-year period.
0: Yeah, and it's it's amazing to me that everyone doesn't know about masterminds. And then when I say it, I'm, you know, I'm going to this mastermind. They're like, "What is a mastermind?" Like you know, this little guy named Ben Franklin wrote was one of the keys to success. <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> and he did all right, and you know, and, and um, Carnegie, so. Carnegie did okay too, and
1: he <laughs> attributes his total success. Uh, Napoleon Hill, he did okay too. They all, both those guys, attribute their success to their mastermind group.
0: Yeah, it's it's amazing. Every time I go to one, it, you know, it just it elevates me that little bit. Sometimes. Sometimes it's a lot. Sometimes it's a complete game changer, but i have never leave for the worse.
1: Recently, Robin and I were going to do a really big business deal. And we were convinced, her and I both, that we should do this business deal. And she said, wait a minute, what about your guys? And I said, well, I haven't consulted them yet. So individually, we went for coffee and we went to breakfast and I polled each one of them. I'm embarrassed to admit this to you, but nine of the 10 guys told me not to do it. I'm like, oh, no, now I got to go home and tell Robin that I've made a bad choice, you know. So I go home and tell her. And what's funny about that is is their life experiences, they've got a different filter. They've got a different lens by which they view things. I never even considered some of the things that they brought up about the business decision that I was approaching. And I've always said that, you know, there's wisdom in the counsel of the multitudes. And that's a pretty high general consensus. Nine out of 10 guys tell you not to do something. And I didn't do it. If I had, it would have been a train wreck. So that just tells you right there that we need people in our lives. We have blind spots and we don't know what we don't know. And these guys pour into each other on a weekly basis
0: can really keep you between the guardrails. Yeah. And that's fantastic that you have a weekly mastermind. So you have something called the community. Um, and I, I want you, you know, you mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, but I want to talk a little bit about it because it's not, that's actually what it's called. And you can get there from viewfromthetop.com. But tell me, is the community an online mastermind?
1: You know, it's kind of a mini mastermind, if you will. Uh, the reason I did that is because I can only coach so many guys one-on-one. You only have so many hours. I can only lead so many mastermind groups. And for some people, that's unaffordable, either of those options. The community I created, It's I do a one-hour webinar every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central, and I interact with guys. We have Like Bob Berg comes on and speaks. Dan Miller comes on and speaks. I speak. Uh, I interview other guests. Nick Pavlidis, you know, there's just tons of really good authors that we'll have on to talk about books that we're studying. But then we have what's called a Ning site and it's a forum where these guys get on and they share resources. They ask questions. They have accountability. It is unbelievable, the guys that you put yourself in front of. We have guys just starting, have never owned a business, and we've got guys in there. we got one guy that ran a $600 million company, so it's very, very diverse. You can always be a mentor or a mentee in this group, but it enables you to be around highly successful people or guys that are your peers that you're not quite there yet, but you're working towards that. Here's the best part. It's $37 a month. It's like a cup of coffee at McDonald's every day. You know, it's really, really affordable. But it gives you exposure to this these groups of people that have been highly successful in their uh, areas of expertise. And so that's why I started the community. And, yeah, I'd love to have you guys join. It's just an awesome,
0: awesome tribe of guys. I mean, $37 a month. I, I don't want this to be a commercial, but $37 a month to leverage that type, type of experience, it, it, it seems almost too good to be true.
1: Well, I mean, it's just a great deal, but, you know, the the truth of the matter is, is I can scale my business doing this because I have guys now all over the world, literally, joining this group. And it's just put yourself in a position to have kind of a mini mastermind where you've got access to all these guys. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'd love for you
0: to join. If you're interested in that, check it out, viewfromthetop.com. Uh, yeah i will definitely be checking it out so uh besides uh view for the top I'm, i have one last thing i'd like to know uh actually two things i have two quick postpone questions. postpone
1: your next interview mean you'll talk for another hour <laughs> I'm, I'm loving talking to
0: you so we'll just talk for another hour i could easily talk to you for another hour it's just uh, i mean i know we just skimmed the top um You know, what's your favorite quote? I'm a big quote guy, and I I use a lot of them. I leverage those when times are either tough or really good. I always come back to a quote. What's your go-to favorite quote? I want to tell you why it's
1: my favorite quote before I tell you what it is. My mom, they call her Nanny Lou. My mom said this little quote my entire life. My mom wouldn't allow us to say can't. She'd say, "You, you might not be able to do it but you're going to try. Same way with food. You may not like it, but you're going to try it. And her little saying was, can't, couldn't do it, and could did it all. Well, I know that's kind of goofy, but I have absolutely used that my entire life, and I tell myself that all the time. So, people ask me now, hey, can you do this? Sure, I can do it. What is it? It's like, it gives you a lot of self-confidence, and you build self-esteem as a result of it because Because it's like, hey, I may not be able to do it, but I'm going to give it all I've got trying. And that's where the grit, the perseverance, and determination come in. If you really, really dig down into highly successful people, you'll find one trait, and it's called grit. And that grit and perseverance and determination will take you further than you can possibly imagine. So for me, can't, couldn't do it,
0: and could did it all. That's, that's a great one. It's a little, it it takes a little bit to remember, but it's, it's a good life motto. Um, and it
1: it, hangs on my wall. I'm looking at it right here to the left of my desk. (laughs) One of my clients had it signed made for me. Jamie Slingerland is a guy in Nashville, Tennessee. He's got a fabulous business, but he had that sign made for me because I say it all the time and it's right
0: here beside my desk. I get to see it every day. That's fantastic. Um, And what's your favorite book or the latest book that you think is influential that someone should read? The latest book that's the most influential to me, my favorite book
1: is the Bible, because there's the answer to all of life's problems and questions in there. The second book is Essentialism by Greg McCowan. And that book is probably, I've read hundreds of books. I, I, I keep threatening to call Greg and tell him I want a dollar for every one of these books I've sold for him because I'm his biggest advocate but this book really helps you get the non-essentials out of your life and focus on the vital few things that's really important. So hands down, I'll have to say Essentialism
0: is one of the best books I've read in the past couple of years. Oh, that's great. It's actually in my queue. I haven't read it yet. I saw him speak uh, last year, and he was great, but I've, I've got to read that. Um, well, Aaron, you know, you were an incredible guest. I really appreciate you being on the Dial of Inbound uh, I appreciate all your advice, and I'm sure we're going to get a lot of people to go to beautifulfromthetop.com and sign up for the community. Um, hey, I've got a little get a little gift before I go. Can I give a little gift to your
1: listeners? No, we're done. Of course you can. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it anyway. You be quiet for a minute. Let me give them some All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll go. Yeah, sure. You can give you a gift. All right. Listen, there's three things I use every day in coaching men. One is called a personal assessment. I wrote this document a few years ago, and it really dives deep into your identity, your ideals, your needs, your faith, your character, your relationships. It's just a, a real uh, deep dive into yourself. You just answer. There's no right or wrong answer. It's just pointy questions. The second one is, and I, and this one is probably the most paramount of all of them, and it's a document called "What Do I Want." Most people can't identify what they want in their life. One of my favorite questions in this document is, if you could get up tomorrow morning with no geographic limitations or financial restraints, constraints, what what would you do with your time? Most people don't know what they would do with their time. The third one is steps to a productive day. Once you realize who you are and what you want, this is kind of a to-do list on steroids. I've taken the price off of all these. I don't want to sell them to you. I'm going to give them to your audience. And you can find them at viewfromthetop.com forward slash Teo of Inbound. So if you'll go there, these documents are free. I hope it's a catalyst to help you live a successful and significant life.
0: Aaron, that is amazing. I mean, th- those are the three things that pretty much everyone needs to do. And that's an amazing gift. I really appreciate it. And, uh, well, it's a good way to end the show.
1: Well, you're welcome, man. You're awesome. I'd love to be back on your show. and We'll <laughs> talk about some other things. And I know we have all kinds of inbound strategies we could discuss. I'm a huge fan of inbound strategy. It is just so awesome. So maybe
0: at some point I can come back on we can discuss that. Well, let me know when you're in Orlando and we can do a live one at Disney World.
1: Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, let's do it. I'm right out there with Daffy and Goofy. <laughs> There'll be two Goofies in the park me me, and the real one. That's well, three, awesome. three, I'll man. be with you. Okay, buddy. Listen, I had a blast today. Thanks for having
0: me on. Aaron, I'll thank you, you very out. much. I'll be talking to you soon. See you, man. Bye. Aaron Walker, what a guy. Make sure to check out his website, viewfromthetop.com. Um, and I would suggest join the community if you want to really start growing your business and find some great mentors if you don't have one. Having a mentor, having a coach is of the utmost importance. Uh, I have a lot of people I look to for advice in my life and in business and for various things. So you should have a variety of coaches and having a mastermind you can go to as well will very much not only accelerate your progress but it'll help you prevent from making mistakes just like aaron said so make sure to go there and make sure to go to my website and sign up for our updates if you didn't see the video from uh the last episode with jennaro crenshaw uh make sure to check it out And we have a lot of other great, cool stuff coming in. I've got a few other things I'm going to be teaching coming up and some of my techniques. Plus, we have a lot of awesome guests. And not only will you get in on podcast, on your podcast on iTunes, but you'll get the description so you know what to look for and kind of cheat sheets, what you can gain from it. Thank you so much for listening to the Dow of Inbound. Please, not only subscribe by email but let me know what you're thinking. What did you learn from Aaron? Go to my website and, and uh leave some comments and share the web and share this podcast with your friends. It's been Ian Garlic, CEO of Authentic Web. Thanks again for listening and I'll talk to you soon.